When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Winslow from Police Academy, Wonder Infinity, and Spaceballs with Mel Brooks, and you are listening to Canned Air. Inhale it and enjoy. End message. everyone and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I am Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week, a man that, he's, he's probably the only man I know who's been able to get under the skin of both Tommy Lee Jones and William Shatner, four-time <laughs> Emmy Award winning editor, artist, film critic, and cartoonist, Brian Erty. Brian, thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you for having me back. I'm really excited. Brian is the, uh, he's the one who inspired today's topic. We're going to be talking about what is it uh, that makes 80s films and I guess television, I guess pretty much the whole decade, the yeah. 80s, mm-hmm. so popular still today. You know, why, what about this era, this uh, decade is still ringing through pop culture uh, here in 2022, which I think is going to be a lot of fun to do. Um, but before we do that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. If you like what we're doing, want to show some support, head over to our uh, website, candarepodcast.com. There's a button on there where you can get t-shirts, mugs, uh, stickers, all that kind of crap, and then or good stuff. And then you can go over to our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month gets you access to a plethora of content. What did we just put on there, Jack? The uh, Con Radio Jeopardy Con Radio episode. Jeopardy. This was filmed... 2016, and yep. <laughs> we didn't know anything, and I think anyone who watches that quickly will put that together pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It was still a lot of fun, and uh, it was us playing Jeopardy with the Game Fix guys. It's a fun yep. watch, so that's on there now. We just completed part four of the Canned Air history, as requested by one of the patrons, and boy, is there just a, a shit ton more stuff yeah. there to look at and check out. So, once again, uh, cannedairpodcast.com. Gentlemen, what am I forgetting? Go to evergreenpodcast.com, check out all the other great shows, and check out us first. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again where we're putting out feelers to find people with weird, interesting, uh, scary, paranormal, any kind of stories that fit into that uh, catalog. So if you have one of those stories and would like to be a part of our Halloween episode, reach out to us. Send us a DM or go to our website, hit us at contacts, or you can just email us at info at and I think, unless there's anything else, we're ready to kick this off, right? We're ready. Let's rock and roll. All right. Well, I just want to look right Brian's way first because, you know, again, this was his idea. This is a great idea for a topic. And I'm uh, curious, what was it that brought this to the forefront of your mind that made you want to do this? Did you, was there a certain experience? Are you just sick of seeing 80s stuff? Are you overjoyed <laughs> by the 80s stuff? Well, I, I love it. As, as, a, as a kid in the 70s, a teenager in the 80s, and a young adult in the 90s, 
I, I love it. I find it fascinating. But I didn't really realize the extent of just how much of our culture is obsessed with 80s nostalgia mm -hmm. until I headed to Target to pick up some sheets. <laughs> and instead of picking instead of picking up the sheets like a normal human being would do, I like I always do, the first place I headed to was the toy department because I love action figures and I love all that stuff. And oh, yeah. I'm going through and looking at all the new Star Wars figures and stuff. And I ventured back further to the area in Target where they have their compact discs, Blu-rays and, and books and stuff. And I didn't realize they had a whole wall of collectibles. Mm -hmm. And I was looking and I took a long gander and it's, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Dark Crystal, um, The Thing, Predator. Um, Predator, American Werewolf in London, all of mm. these relatively, not obscure, but strange to go into Target to, and, and to be able to find this stuff. And, and, and it occurred to me, I started to walk around the store and it's not just the collectibles area, it's the t-shirt area. It's full of yeah. 80s Ghostbusters and, and you go into where you buy your groceries and there's all these product tie-ins. And even in the collectibles area where they actually have like current franchises, right? these current franchises take place in the 80s, like Stranger Things right. and, <laughs> and It Part One. And it just, it boggled my mind. I'm like, how did we get here? Because, you know, like I said, as a, as a teenager in the 80s, I don't remember celebrating films from 40 years ago right. to the extent that we do now. Mm -hmm. I mean... Universal Monsters or Looney Tunes, some of that older stuff we enjoyed, but I wasn't going around getting, you know, Casablanca t-shirts and, you know, <laughs> custom Humphrey Bogart toasters, okay? But were there Humphrey Bogart toasters and Casablanca t-shirts to be had? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be interested. <laughs> I mean, at the time, though, I guess that's my point is, um, at least kind of what I'm thinking is, it seems to me that like heavy marketing and when it came to movies kind of started in the mid to late seventies. I think it like, I maybe I'm wrong. Was the first like really big summer blockbuster Jaws or no? Yes, it, yeah, was. it was. Okay, and I, that's around the time you start to see a lot of uh, those kind of movies snowballing into effect. You know, not to say that there weren't movies before, but I don't think one. This maybe you can correct me on this, Brian, because I wasn't alive. It's just you know what I know from research. But you know, like summer blockbusters weren't a thing. These movies just kind of periodically came out. Am I right or wrong about that? No, you're 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 absolutely right. Jaws was the first blockbuster. It was the first time that a studio released a movie nationally. Back in the day, they used to uh, release them regionally and kind of have them pick up steam. But uh, Shid Steinberg from Universal Pictures recognized that he had the potential for something really special. The, the way the test audiences was reacting to the, the screening of Jaws, he thought, let's bet the money and release it all across the country on the same day. The Godfather had done that, but nothing to the extent of the number of theaters that Jaws was released. And Jaws, with the exception of maybe Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes had some action figures and some play sets and whatnot. But with Jaws, that's when you saw movie posters everywhere right. and T-shirts and the Jaws game and everything. I mean, anything that they could, uh, George Lucas certainly was paying attention to this because anything they could slap a Jaws logo on, you could uh, 
uh, you could go out and buy. I have a picture of myself when I'm seven years old at my birthday party wearing a Jaws t-shirt. Oh, nice. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, and I love that. And you're, you're right. That's the first time that, you know, the intersection of commerce and a big blockbuster movie met in the middle to really change history. And right. Hollywood has never looked back. And kind of playing off that, too, and I could be completely off base, but with the rise of kind of cable television throughout the 80s, like having those like trailers play like on TV, like the movie trailers, I feel like were maybe a bigger thing than because traditionally movie trailers were just played like as you're sitting in the theater. But you didn't see a lot of them on TV till the 80s. Is that? It was probably the time that what's his face to, in the, a world? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fontaine. What was his name? I don't remember his you first name, but that movie trailer guy. Yeah. So, okay, and you know, you don't only see that in movies. I think Jaws and like Star Wars and stuff like that did the same thing for like cartoons because, uh, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Cam Clark had said something when we had him on just a few weeks ago because I was asking him, you know, he voiced Leonardo in the Ninja Turtles. Like, you know, were you a fan of this? Was it, uh, you know, are you a big fan of cartoons? Yada, yada. And he goes, no. He goes, this is just a job. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, when I was young, we loved our cartoons, but we didn't give a shit who was behind them. Uh, we just, you know, they were just cartoons. They that, were what they were. It was just Bullwinkle. You know, yeah. I don't care who's behind Bullwinkle and stuff. Uh, so uh, where's that difference come in? And I think that's due to the marketing. You know, it, you, you go from having a Saturday morning cartoon or just a movie to a full rounded experience. Well, I love this show. Now I can go mm. get the t-shirt. Now I can get the toy and make my own adventures. Now I can get the game. You know what I mean? So I think it uh, just, at least in my opinion, you know, it's starting then into the eighties, everyone just gets pulled in so much deeper than they ever had before. Does that make That's, sense? Am I just spewing? No, that makes air? total. I had marketing on mine too. So I think maybe <laughs> a little bit because of the, well, and with marketing in clothing styles, we started wearing t-shirts and stuff more versus in the seventies. Everyone was always more a little bit dressier. Oh. There was a lot more button down type things. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like when you get on an airplane, you got dressed up in a suit to go fly somewhere. And now it's well, just you more might be jumping back casual. a little far there. Like 1920s <laughs> <laughs> bowler hat. Not that far back. But... <laughs> I know what you mean though. I know what you mean. You make a great point about, um, leaving the 70s and going into the 80s, you know, Jaws was huge, but Star Wars was even bigger. Yeah. And uh, the combination of that and the 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 arrival of things like He-Man and G.I. Joe, right. all of a sudden you had you had a product, you had a TV show, and all of those put together anything that you could want they 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 like they were cross promotions and you had the right, ability yeah, yeah. And, and you had the ability if you were into something if you were into gi joe or or you know he-man or the turtles uh it wasn't just a tv show it was breakfast cereal it was products yeah. it was toys mm -hmm. t-shirts pajamas um you know you, if you wanted your entire bedroom decked out you know with the turtles you could have that, and that was that some was of us new. still do, Brian. Some of us still do. Brian raises his hand. 
Yeah, I know that Star Wars pillowcase that you have downstairs. I still have. I've got I two of them. I had that same sheet set when I was a kid. I still have the pillowcases to my Empire Strikes Back uh, <laughs> set, my bed sheet set. He's still got the Slave Leia poster up on his and, wall, too. And you would you expect them to be, like, <laughs> grody and nasty after all these years, but they're not. They're no, no, they condition. actually look, yeah. Well, the poster is, it seems. Impressive. Shit, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you made another good point, you know, with the cartoons and you know like he-man gi joe and stuff like that it's crazy because it seems like going into the 80s it seemed like before the 80s cartoons were made for the simple fact to entertain a child yeah and then it turned into with like and i don't want to say dickhead businessman because these dickhead businessmen gave us some (laughs) of the best cartoons that we of our life you know like he-Man was just like something quick that they threw together in a room to sell barbarian-looking toys, mm-hmm. you know? And they and made it, a cartoon yep. on top of it. And Battle Cat was just a repaint of yeah, some right. zoo line toy they <laughs> yeah. had. And yeah. they just fit these things together, say, sell it to the little cocksuckers, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked, because to this day, people still love He-Man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the cartoon goes from being... I mean, it's always children's entertainment, but from their perspective okay this is no longer just a cartoon to entertain kids this is a commercial because who was it was it larry kenny that said you know a big part of you know thundercats is they were always checking to see to make sure the toys were selling out because they knew Mm -hmm. the second those toys quit falling coming off the shelf there's no reason to do the show anymore. there's no reason for us here anymore you know if the if toy sales dropped cartoons gone and i'll i'll go a one step further you know yes have a toy line, have a have a cartoon show to go along with it, and let's let's sell tons of products. But I think something very special happened, not only with 80s cartoons, but with 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was the motivation that this is a product that we want to milk as much as we can, but there was very little concern about the creators of the original uh, like cartoon or filmed content. So you had teams who were writing and developing these cartoons and 80s movies where the executives didn't give a shit what they did creatively so there was no uh, you know creative by committee it was do it we'll market it and we'll make our money so you had really creative people who were not you know you not part of a cinematic universe that had to check off all these boxes they just made something really really good well, hey, and you know what? Go, don't go see Jurassic Park Dominion because there are still people <laughs> making shitty, oh. shitty movies. I promise. And and I'm biased with Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. And you know, I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. I just had to fit that in there. I'm a little bitter. There's a whole big rant earlier. Yeah, um, it was only about an hour. I almost yeah. kicked the table over. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was not impressed with that movie. Um, and and it made the, it makes the mistake of what the original Jurassic Park didn't do. And, and kind of to my point, when, when you have creators who have free reign to do something good instead of feeling compelled to, you know, we have to check mark all these boxes, right. you know, watching, uh, it's not Fallen Kingdom, uh, Dominion, you, you look at that and you think, okay, we have to get all of these characters in and we have to have a way to get them all together and we have to introduce X number of new dinosaurs and you know the, the, this laundry list of things that, that, that they had to accomplish. The stuff that people were creating in the '80s didn't have that. It was just right. creative. It was creative professionals. Uh, somebody like Sam Raimi, who's like, "This is what this is what I want to make with Evil Dead," mm-hmm. and he had nobody saying no. Mm-hmm. 
And it was so successful that then, you know, Universal Pictures gets in and says, okay, you do Evil Dead 2, but make it bigger. And still free creative reign. And here we are 35 years later and I go into Target and there's a Ash action figure, an Ash t-shirt and an and Ash Army of Darkness bendies. And so- <laughs> And they're probably like $20 shows, each. <laughs> of, of which I've spent many $20 bills on stuff like this now. Oh, me too, for sure. But I, I just think it's, I mean, I think right there's the heart perhaps as was, as we dig into this phenomenon I think you had really great creative people creating original stuff. Mm -hmm. And perhaps that's why, you know, here we are 40 years later still celebrating. And I can go to Walmart and get a McCready action figure from the thing two aisles down from the Pampers. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we know, and that's another, uh, I, I don't know. When you see all that stuff, does it like, irritate you or anything like that or is it just like raise the question in your mind that we're you know debating here but does it get under it doesn't your... irritate. I, 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 under my skin not at all Perfect. um not usually uh we'll talk about i i found some fun samples of some crazy uh product tie-ins that 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 make me laugh but for the most part i love having a mccready action figure right. i love being able to put that on my shelf you know i love being able to you know uh uh, to, to to buy these products that remind me of the the franchises that I love so much, right. um, it's it's cool and it's special and I'm I, and I, I continually despair over the lack of shelf space that I have to display all this stuff. <laughs> but you know, um, Mika action figures are of course I want the the Thing action figure or the American Werewolf in London action figure. These are the films of my youth. And uh, it, it's just, it's remarkable that these things exist. It is. And I'm right in the same camp with you. I think we all are that anytime we see that stuff, even if it's a IP that we don't really care about, it's still cool to see because it's stuff that you wish you could have had when you were a kid, you know, like, yeah, that's for sure. Diehard exactly. Turtles fan here. And, you know, I had a shit ton of turtle figures, but no matter what figure you had, you just look at them next to the TV and you're like, well, that's doesn't not quite right. look like that's it. Not yeah, quite right. You know, and now, you know, I've got a whole turtle neck thing over here. It looks like they walked straight out of the screen. Mm-hmm. And like, where was this stuff when I was young? <laughs> but so I mean, I, I would, I'm sure that's a big attraction too. I mean, I would love, you know, as a kid, I would have loved nothing more than to have a full line of Big Trouble in Little China action figures. Oh my god! Which oh, yes. they Hell created. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Um, about eight years ago, um, Reaction Figures released a Jaws line. You could get Hooper, Quint, and um, Chief Brody, and the Shark. And I mean, they're you know, and they're done in the style of Kenner Star Wars figures. So they're right. they're not you know photo articulate, but I still have them. Are you kidding? I would have my mind would have been blown if I could have played with these alongside of my Star Wars action figures. Right. And so it's just remarkable. You imagine Quint on the Millennium Falcon giving that speech to like <laughs> chewing all them like <laughs> yeah like, solo solo drives the boat chief <laughs> you don't want to piss so off a Wookiee got those eyes like a doll's eye like doll's eye oh my god I actually kind of want to see that now. Be hilarious, someone needs to mix yeah. that shit up shoots a harpoon with a barrel right. and a Tie Fighter. 
but no, I've seen Jaws stuff at uh, Targle, tar, Targle, Target too. Uh, I saw a Quint action figure there before. I think. Did you? I, yeah, it's been a while ago. I can't remember what his accessories were. Oh, it com- comes with a harpoon. Uh, comes with a harpoon gun. And um, uh, coming out in a month or two is the Hooper one. Oh, really? And um, yeah, that's that's available as a pre-order. And then uh, I think at least at one time, Chief Brody was scheduled to come out. And he came with your um, accessories were uh, a pack bucket of cigarettes of and a bucket of chum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little cigarette to put in his mouth when he sits up real quick. You know? <laughs> Oh, man. How cool that we can get that stuff now, though. Because who would have right. ever dreamed? I mean, it's, it's it's you know, it's like a Tuesday now to have all this stuff. But back in the day, like, you want a Ninja Turtle or do you want a shark that looks like it came <laughs> right out of that screen? Like, please, that's impossible. There aren't such things. Anymore now, it's a huge decision, too, if you even want to get it. Because you see it and you're like, oh, my God, how much is that? Oh, and then you got to sit there and think... Do Can I really it, need oh, it? Oh, they Can want I pay my the rent today. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I didn't realize it cost my left testicle. I need to eat. Oh, um. <laughs> I'll go you one further. Um, you know, if, if you're a, a hardcore collector and you're looking at something that costs, you know, fifty-eight bucks that you really, really want, but then it becomes, well, do I need two? One to open. <laughs> one yes. to keep in the box. <laughs> and then I one, have some one, of those. one to keep in the package, just in case. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. You were going to ask. I, I never felt proud of myself after I did that, but I still did it. You know, I, was, <laughs> I kind of would come home and like hear my dad in the back of my head, like, well, that wasn't necessary. I'm like, shut up. Just <laughs> give me one. You, know? <laughs> but, you needed three of them? Yes. <laughs> Really okay, Brian. You said you had a list of uh, of uh, cross. Uh, sorry, can you explain what it is again? Well, yeah, just uh, I, I I did a deep dive, and uh, I've been thinking ever since I kind of pitched you guys on this, and, and thank you for inviting me to be a part of it. And and when you did, I thought, okay, let's put my money where my mouth is. Let's let's find five or six of the most bizarre '80s product tie-ins that that you know that that are products that you can buy today. Okay, we're gonna start off with 1982's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay. Uh, which was, at the time, a bomb. It was a disaster because you, you know, Carpenter wanted to do the anthology thing with the Halloween mm-hmm. franchise and comes out with this movie that is a disaster and had people screaming, you know, where's Michael Myers? Where's Michael Myers? Right. So now in 2021, you can go to Target and you can purchase a three-figure collectible action figure set of three little kids, one wearing the ghost ma- or the witch mask, one wearing the pumpkin mask, and one wearing the skull mask. And it comes with a little TV that has the little silver shamrock theme playing. And... For complete full play uh, experience, you can interchange their heads and put them once the chips in the back of the, the masks activate and all the snakes and stuff come out. Oh, uh, wow. Something something fun for the kids. But for a movie, <laughs> yeah. that, was, for a movie that was completely derided, has since come full circle when people have been like, okay, you know what, that, that actually, that wasn't a bad, it's, it's batshit crazy, but it wasn't a bad yeah. movie. 
It'd be like I, Hot Toys it, deciding they're going to do Mario Brother movie figures uh, now. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I could say those will sell, too. I would probably pick them yeah. up. Well, maybe it was a bad example because I kind of <laughs> want one now, too. But anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I just I just can't believe I could I, I can own that set because I always loved the movie. And, you know, I bought that set and set it up. And I was like, man, what, what world am I living in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a pretty cool one so far. Well, as at least as toys and movies are concerned, anyway. Are you guys familiar with uh, 1986's Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2? I've never... Uh, is that the one with Dennis Hopper where he's like the uh, just as bad as um, Leatherface, Leatherface and he's got like... He, doesn't he like attach two shotguns to his arms or something? Um, uh, chainsaws. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He has, he has one on each of his arms, and he gets into, like, a duel with Leatherface. Like oh, on the Golden Gate Bridge or some shit, right? <laughs> Aren't they in, like, a car yeah, or something? It's crazy. How do they let this shit happen, man? I don't it was know. the 80s, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like There's some a great story. Like, oh, like, like what was it like the way they kept reanimating jason like every time it was like, oh <laughs> fuck man like really I don't know what happened last time i mean it's it's almost as bad as putting grasshoppers in a dinosaur movie <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> jesus zing <laughs> trying to get under my skin again <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to interrupt there, you go there, ahead brian oh you're fine there's a character in the movie uh called chop top and if you've seen the movie, it's, he's one of the most bizarre characters. He's a he's he's Leatherface's brother, and he's a Vietnam vet who has a steel plate in his head. See, he he's remembering he remember that, uh, and the skin is receding back from the the plate. And Chop Top has a um, he has a coat hanger, mm-hmm. and, he, and he takes a lighter and he lights the end of it, and he burns off a piece of the skin. Okay, and then and then puts it in his mouth. Oh, it's 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 horrific. Okay, Gross. but it's a very funny, wacko character. It's the most memorable part of the movie. Okay. Oh God, it's gonna be like like a beef jerky thing, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me get a pen. Write that down. <laughs> Good idea. Patent pending. It's a top top action figure that comes with those exact accessories. I mean, the, the most gross out part of the movie, with this continued joke of him burning his flesh off, is now in the form of an eight inch action figure that comes with a coat hanger and and a cigarette lighter. Wow. And I'm like, and once again, I hate to be repetitive, but how does this exist, especially at Target? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. You saw that no, at a Target? Yeah. You said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Uh, three years ago, and it, it left a mark. So, uh, moving on, <clears throat> uh, we're going to switch to a television franchise that continues to be celebrated today. And we have not one, but three amazing products that you can pick up at your favorite retail location regarding the Golden Girls. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Deadpool. You. <laughs> you can get a four-pack. Uh, Kenner Star Wars action figure size of all four girls available in a four pack. And if you want to have uh, larger versions of that, each one of the Golden Girls are available as an eight inch posable action figure. Yeah. And if toys aren't your thing, you can pick up a box of Golden Girls breakfast cereal from Funko. Oh, Jesus. That is a real product that exists. Funko now, has I, no shame. <laughs> right. I think we saw the, con, the the small figures of them, didn't we? Did we? I, th- I want to say we did. Yeah, I don't remember. 
they were an online exclusive and um because i collect stuff like this i uh uh, they said it's only going to be available for 24 hours. So I bought two of them. And this has been six or seven years ago. And I checked eBay uh, a while back to see what they were selling for. And the $60 four pack was selling for $400. Christ wow. almighty, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I think I can do without one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there. Golden yeah. Girls is a weird, a weird franchise to be as popular as it is. I mean, it was a great show, but it was a show about a bunch of old ladies. It, yeah. The comedy was far ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. You can watch that show to this day and it'll still make you laugh. And there's been times I can't think of examples, but there's been times that I've been like, damn, they were saying that then, you know, like. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time now. But I don't know. It's got to be nostalgia for me because I grew up with them. We watched it all the time mm-hmm. growing up, you know, in the 80s. And it's simply from the 80s. So that has, <laughs> it has that going for it. But I I really badly want the, what are, what size are these, Jack? Six. The six? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'd have to get the eight. I'd like to have them all to put on my shelf here, but. I just got so irritated with the level of marketing they were doing with Golden Girls. Like everything Golden Girls. There's t-shirts, there's slippers, fucking Monopoly. Mugs, Monopoly. It just it never yep. ends. It never ends and it's just like, fuck, man. You're kind of like taking the <laughs> taking the shine off of this yeah, for really. me, you know? So it's like when fucking Duck Dynasty came out and they had like Duck Dynasty <laughs> pregnancy tests and shit. Like they put their name on everything, man. Everything. <laughs> Looks like a duck call. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a noise too. <laughs> oh, that could that could be a uh, house of waffles right there. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the the B Arthur phone charger. <laughs> oh, oh man. So let's move on to um, the the. Uh, I saw these at at uh, in the collectible aisle. Uh, they're like Toonie Terrors. They're like little plastic sort of cartoon version uh, uh, figures of all your favorite horror icons. Okay. And, I, and I mean, it, oh. there's all sorts of... Yeah. Are those the ones where they like their their bodies are like He-Man bodies? Not not so much. That They look more like... Uh, they, they look like Don Bluth had drawn versions of Michael Myers or, or hmm. Leatherface. They're 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 very cartoony, and um, you know, <laughs> like what I said, slightly cuddly, slightly cuddly, yeah. And, and especially the one that I want to bring to your attention, uh, you can get a, a two pack of these Toonie Terrors of from uh, 1980s, The Shining. You can get the Grady Twins. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> Why would we want that? <laughs> I know a guy that would. Do you? Oh yeah, he loves everything that I have to do with The Shining. The Shining is a good movie, but that doesn't mean I want the little girls staring no. at me every time, every day. Come with us, Danny. Yeah. Come on, Jeremy. I get about the podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> I, think that, I think the real funny joke there is some hapless dad is trying to find something for nine-year-old daddy, uh, <laughs> a, you know, surprise birthday present and picks up the Grady twins. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that birthday party has gone awry. So, <laughs> this looks like a toy. He likes toys, right? Yeah. 
We're going to take a quick break to jump to commercial, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, I got two more for you. Um, Richard Simmons. Oh, oh I've seen this. Yep, I've seen, I've this. seen him too. <laughs> Go we got pictures of him. Go ahead. Okay, so so you know that you know where I'm going with one of them. The the first one is a Nika released a Richard Simmons action figure. Yeah. So that you can sit around and recreate sweat into the oldies all you want <laughs> on your own time and at home. So that's now that's special. an action figure I don't understand. No. I, I I can find room for the Golden Girls, but like unless like he changed your life with his videos, I don't know why you, why you'd want that figure. And here's the thing as I I like Richard Simmons. He's he's a really nice I mean I don't know him, but what I've seen of him, I've always enjoyed Richard Simmons. Yeah. But uh, not enough to have that Mm-mm. fucking action no. figure because his face looked busted. Yeah, on that it was thing. horrible. Even for Neca, man, it looked <laughs> bad. It looked bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, if you want to go nightmare-inducing, the, the second part of this is the officially licensed Richard Simmons Chia Pad. Oh, <laughs> I think I've seen that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and yep. great for your home or for your office. You can watch Richard Simmons' beloved Afro continue to grow you know day after day month after month and um that's pretty special the true question here brian is why not why wouldn't you want to watch uh, watch richard simmons hair i would rather have bob ross's version oh yeah watch his fro grow yeah Tomato, tomato, chia, yeah. chai, Maybe whatever. Get, both. get them both. That's just yeah, gonna right. say. <laughs> it can't be expensive. It's just clay and mud and yeah. seeds. <laughs> you know, oxygen. All right, I house. got one last four. Go ahead. I got one last one for you. Right. Um, so the nineteen eighty six movie Aliens. There is an action figure for practically every character from that movie. That movie's so beloved, and hardcore fans are hardcore fans of that movie. But the one figure that cracked me up more than anything was uh, Nika releasing a uh, the company guy, Carter Burke, played by Paul Reiser. There's a <laughs> Carter Burke action figure. Now, I was interviewing um, Paul Reiser a couple of years ago. I think it was for um, maybe Stranger Things 2 press junket. But okay. I brought that figure and, and showed it to him. I said, you know, what, so how do you think this turned out? And he was very, very funny. He quipped. He goes, you know, uh, obviously I'm much older than I was when we made that movie. But sadly, that action figure has more points of articulation than I do currently. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he, that's, he, he's sharp, isn't he? I, I've always enjoyed him. Yeah, he's great. That would yeah, almost he, be a he, figure that you would turn and you do like what Sid does, just blow him just up because he was such a. Oh, I hated that character. That <laughs> I, I've never. Um, what movie was that? One more time. Aliens. Aliens. I can't remember who was he in the. Who was he in the? He was the one that was. Is the android right? No, no. He was. He stayed in the. You know the computer room with Ripley. He wanted to bring the aliens back. He was the uh, one. That, uh, he was the sleazeball corporate guy. Yeah. Gotcha. I see. I would have it just to have 
a polarizer figure. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> I think. They didn't make him for Mad About You. Yeah, so. this is my Mad About You figure. Then <laughs> <laughs> go find a Helen yes. Hunt from Twister and complete it. <laughs> I, would, I would do that. I, I really would. <clears throat> was that the last one, or was, are there one more? That's the last one I got for you. Thank I you mean, for I that list. All that my, was a lot of fun. Those were my favorites. That was awesome. I I wish I would have uh, thought more about that because I know I've seen some stuff that makes an eyebrow rouse, rise. Like those reaction figures, reaction action figures, like those little tiny ones. There have been so many times I've seen them and think, might be cool to have an action figure of that person, but I cannot justify eighteen ninety nine for a Not Star for a three Wars three quarter, size yeah. figure. It's just like, right. I don't want it that bad. That's like when the Big Trouble in Little China ones came out. I sure wanted them. But yeah. yeah, that price tag was too much for that little bitty figure. I'm still waiting for the character that makes me say, "Okay, you got me." Reaction. <laughs> Here's my money. But we'll see. The uh, the the reaction figures that my favorite ones were the Escape from New York and the Back to the Future ones. Those I picked up. Mm. But mm. I totally get what you're saying because so many of them and they're so pricey and it's just like, yeah. all right, I need I need to I need to pick and choose here and <laughs> you know be able to afford my mortgage. It's like I can either spend the 20 on this little tiny reaction figure or I can go buy one of those articulated Marvel Legends. <laughs> mm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with no. it because, again, there are going to be reaction figures I buy. Because when the Turtle ones came out, I was so excited just to see them on the shelf. I didn't even look at the price. Like, pop, pop, all right. Oh, yeah, I've done that <laughs> a couple times. Load them in my arms. And when I get up there, I'm like, whoa, okay, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. But... Um, you know, another thing I have written here, um, kind of maybe why the 80s, another reason as to why the 80s uh, media is so prominent to, to this day was, okay, well, you know, we were talking about earlier how it was kind of like Jaws and like that time period that really started the marketing and the, making the experience rather than just a movie or a television show, a cartoon show. But we were all so focused on the exact same thing for a long time. And, you know, into the 90s, cable TV had come before the 90s, but it seemed to be a more common household thing it going into the 90s with just more and more and more. And then we hit the 2000s, you know, we have the internet now. And then shortly after that, YouTube, we just keep getting bogged down with so much stuff that nobody's looking in one spot anymore. Mm. You know what? We're not all watching the same three networks we're not going to watch all the same three movies we don't have only all the same three to four cartoons there's so much out there now that it you know it's impossible to probably unless you're a stranger things fan but uh you know find somebody who has all your same television show likes where when they were kids like wow you know he-man too far out you know like does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, now you got to talk about something with somebody and get their interest so they can see it. So then you can talk to them yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like, it. hey, have you heard of this? No, what the fuck's that? Yeah. It's all so nice. many times. Have you seen this? Nope. You should watch this. Oh, I watched that. It was really good. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We're yeah. friends. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's just the simple fact that the magical thing was happening with the marketing while we were all watching it happen, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a thing. Together. Um. And I think it's a pretty magical thing because I don't think uh, it's ever going to happen again. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. I think the closest thing will be getting nostalgic about our own nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I, I really do think that. That's the some... next step. Remember, we were so happy about being happy about this. 
honestly, it's that kind of a thing that chains along the popularity of these things. Like Brian was saying, like Halloween 3, not a great movie regarded as one of the worst, if not the worst, but they have this shit in the store. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yep. I don't know. Th it's does amazing. that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder how they decide great... to make that certain character that out of the worst movie. Let's see if this one will work. Someone will buy it. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, they did what's Jurassic Park. The first one was Ian Malcolm, so that was a good call. Yeah. That was a damn yeah. good call, I thought. <laughs> Second was what John Hammond. So then I started going, "Oh, I love John Hammond. I want John Hammond now. Own John there Hammond." But <laughs> at the same time, it's like I would think maybe Grant would have come before Hammond. But you would have thought so, yeah. Anyway, diverting again. Jurassic Park still eating at the back <laughs> of my brain. <laughs> so I've got another one on my list, and at the risk of going down a huge rabbit trail. Um, <clears throat> me being a huge techno geek, the eighties was just such like a collection of advancement in technology. I mean, you started out with, you know, freaking, you know, arcades and playing off Brian's thing, you know, now you can own like a little two inch playable mm -hmm. arcade machine. That's on a keychain mm -hmm. on your freaking backpack. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yep. Christ, the Macintosh, like think of personal computers, Walkman, boom boxes, just so much density in technology that right. you know we had movies like Rocky Three where a robot <laughs> butler was completely feasible. Hey, oh, Polly, <laughs> Happy birthday, robot. Polly! <laughs> yeah, that was. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, I've seen them all. Jesus. It's been so long, but yeah. It's like short circuit rolled up in there with him, but not even as cool as. Now there's a property I'm surprised hasn't been trying to uh, revamp. Is like do a modern short circuit uh, for a movie. I know there's been a little bit of uh, memorabilia and stuff come around here and there, like models and stuff. But... Oh my god, I would love a little Johnny Five. That yeah. would be so awesome. But yeah, was... I'm really surprised they haven't they haven't revamped him and brought him back into the theaters or something like that. I just well, if for him to hold up today, he'd have to be like super, super high tech looking, have to be like one of those Will Smith AI kind of things. Well, which yeah. Isn't nearly as cool. Johnny five looks awesome. The way he, he, he mm -hmm. kind of had like a conky feel to him, he like does. the Kiwi's playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Lego set. I don't know if it's official or not, but like the techniques where you can build. And he yeah. probably Johnny moves five. too, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Well, oh technic. man. I don't know what that means. That, that's that that's the like big a, boy Legos. That's the yeah. ones with the little pegs and the oh, like. The long I thought it was like and... your big lot Legos or no, something. No, 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 no. no. They're the, All right. the high end Legos. <laughs> I see. Okay. <clears throat> yes, technology, everybody. You know what's <laughs> crazy to think about is the fact that Freddy Krueger in the '80s was marketed to children. Yep. <laughs> He's a child molester mm -hmm. with razor fingers. Never happened today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Never. have them on your lunchbox, your t-shirt, you yep. know. I don't think they had Freddy figures, but they there was a, definitely a ton of merch. Well, Christ, think of all the adult-oriented movies that turned into kids' cartoons. I mean, freaking Rambo, like, slitting somebody's mm, no, that's throat. that's true, yeah. James Bond, Jr. Eh, that Except wasn't he wasn't as... getting Tang or anything. Well, you know, he yeah. was just <laughs> doing, being, a, being an obnoxious kid, and Yeah. Well, shoot, they had a Dungeons and Dragons cartoons, and that was the height of when Dungeons and Dragons was such a big taboo thing. Yeah. Right. I felt guilty watching that show, but I love that show. Why'd you feel guilty watching it? Because my parents would probably see it and be like, Dungeons and Dragons, no, my son's going to be worse. Tom Hanks Satan. died in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. 
why I always watch the A team by myself. Like <laughs> these dudes say or do anything that my parents don't like, that's the end of my A team days. Like I'll be in the back room watching me some A team, you know. <laughs> But anyway, was there anything else that we, anybody else wanted to add on this conversation before we uh, jump over to Brian and talk a little bit? I mean, I had MTV written down, but well, what about it? What music you television just, you know, video killed the radio star. Yeah, that it did. And then video killed the MTV. <laughs> Reality killed the MTV. Uh, pregnant and 16 or whatever that it, shit yeah. was called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? That was you it. Know, staying on, uh, staying on, on topic uh, about MTV. There, there's a plethora of MTV stuff that you can get, tons of it, which is oh, yeah. ironic because, you know, of course, MTV doesn't show music videos anymore. And, you know, anybody wearing an MTV shirt probably did is doing so because they loved being able to watch music videos. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, yes, we're getting shitty Jurassic Park movies, but... <laughs> <laughs> Remember when VH1 actually played music? Too? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he's like, well, it looks like MTV's not playing videos right now. Well, go to a VH1. Faithful, <laughs> never let me down VH1. <laughs> the soft rock <laughs> channel. And then all these years later, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't soft rock. It just wasn't like Sugar Ray and well, yeah, fucking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it seemed so. like every time I turned VH1 on, it was that freaking, was it Michelle Branch, the Making My Way Downtown? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I loved, 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 loved Pop Pop video. I yes. missed that yeah. show so Same much. Same here. I would love Learned to watch Learned all that. kind of stuff watching that. That's back pop when up TV was educational. Remember every time the little node would pop up? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy in the background actually killed his family two weeks later after filming this video. Wow. Thanks, oh. VH1. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'm getting lost down a rabbit hole of nonsense, but... That was fun. That was a good idea. Um, I like I like that debate idea. Maybe we should uh, do more of these with you, Brian, if you're up for it. Absolutely. <clears throat> but let's just uh, touch base with you, man. Like it's it's been what? Uh, what are we on? About two fifty? I think you were on two twenty three. Which to anyone who who hasn't listened to episode or excuse me, not two twenty three. Wow. Four twenty three. Excuse me. Um, check out that episode because we talked that was right after Bob Saget died mm -hmm. and we yes. talked with yes. uh, Brian about Bob and uh, his experiences and then a lot more about uh, his work and what he does so I don't want to rehash a lot of the same information but let's just catch up with you you know how have you been how's business going I do have to first compliment you one uh, on a couple things uh, first your Instagram post as Mayor Vaughn have been really <laughs> funny I've been enjoying the shit out of those and then you did a uh, House of Waffles that was the dawn of creation with a VHS tape that <laughs> I was loving. So bravo on those. But how, how have you been, man? What's up? What's new with you? Uh, thank, uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, the, the mayor, I was struck by the fact that how would Mayor Vaughn uh, get information <laughs> out to the, the, the city of Amity today? Right. And he would use... He would use Twitter, so that was a blast, and I was releasing them in chronological order I on the very days that all of this stuff went down, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, don't, no worry, there were no injuries. False alarm, there's no danger down here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Hashtag, Amity means friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I am uh, I'm hard at work on two uh, two different uh, projects. My movie Planet franchise is going to be turning twenty next April. Wow. April twenty twenty three. Congratulations, nice. sir! Thank you. 
And a lot of those uh, those stories that I told you about exist on video. Um, and I, uh, uh, my my producer was like, you know, what do you want to do for the 20th anniversary? Do you want to do anything? And he suggested a retrospective, like a half hour retrospective showing the best clips, you know, the chance to talk to Robin Williams and, oh, you know, wow. all these amazing celebrities. But I, and I, I'm very self-deprecating. I like the good and the bad. So, yes, I want to show, you know, how wonderful interviewing Robin Williams was, but I also want to show getting screamed at by Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I want to see that too. <laughs> so um, I'm hard at work compiling hundreds of hours of footage and uh, uh, wacky stunts that the studios let us do. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and I, I'm knee deep in that. And uh, I will keep you updated as we get closer to that, because I would love for you guys to see it. I Absolutely, definitely yeah. want yeah. to see it. Maybe we could get you uh, on the show when it does come out. How, how do you have like a rough estimate of when it might <clears throat> be coming? April of 2023, April 15th is when I'm going to drop it. That's the 20 year anniversary. Wow. Okay. That's we'll not too far then. Yeah. We may have to yeah. have you on before then, because uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little while off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a while off. Now, something that I'll have done sooner than that, um, there's a guy who turned me on to Canned Air Podcast. Uh, he, he was the one that suggested uh, I tell my Halloween story. He's an avid listener of yours, and he's a, a friend of mine from high school, J.D. Larrabee. What's his name one more time? And, I'm sorry. Oh, he's uh, Beatons. J.D. Larrabee. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I actually work with him, kind of. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. J uh, JD's great. Yeah, he is. I, I, I had done, uh, he was looking for some Star Wars figures to complete his collection, and he had posted the ones that he needed on Facebook. And I was at a comic book store, and I, and I saw a couple of them. I picked them up and mailed them to him, surprised him. And he, he responded back. He goes, oh, that was so cool. I have some swag for you. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, next, uh, give give it about a week, maybe next Wednesday. Uh, I'm like, okay. So the package shows up, and 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 I open it up, and I pull it out, and it, and it's it, it's you know those blank notebooks that you can get like at Barnes and Nobles. A lot of times they'll have like you know, popular characters, whatever right. franchises on them. But it's a, it's a blank notebook. Well, what I he gave me something that I thought was a blank notebook. He gave me a notebook with my Brian's House of Waffles logo on it. Oh, nice. With, a, with the House of Waffles logo and the shrieking gorilla. How cool. And what a nice gift. It gets better. I started going through it. He compiled every single one of my cartoons. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Into the book. And it's and it's not like some shutter stock or shutterfly thing that they slap together. This, this is a real book. It's got like a bio on the back. It's wonderfully bound, beautiful colors. Um, wow. He even put his own little quote on it. Um, uh, Brian's House of Waffles. It's like the far side, but with fewer chickens and cows. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I enjoy that. How and nice I, of him. Yeah, it blew me away. And and I and I had been talking to I had been talking to a few different um uh, agencies and getting a little bit of interest about maybe putting something together like a book. But when I saw this, I was like, that's it. And so what I've done since I, I didn't really, you know, I just started drawing cartoons again because of the pandemic to pass the time. Um, and and there, there was no real, you know, I had no master plan. Mm -hmm. 
so when I looked at it, there were a few things out of order. There were a couple missing cartoons. So I'm going back and remastering all 400 of my cartoons and getting them in unison and then putting them together and hopefully JD can publish them and we can get them on Amazon. So that it's very nice. freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that because they're entertaining as all hell, mm -hmm. man. And you said well, that would be thank sooner. Thank you very much. That would probably be sooner than uh, than uh, the movie Planet Twenty Year thing, or yeah, I'm looking about. I'm uh, I'm about three quarters of the way done, and then all I have to do is get the files over to JD. He'll start printing them, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get them out there. Nice. Oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely want. To, you're gonna be on multiple yep. times. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna promote all this stuff. But definitely have to see this book, and that was very uh, sweet of uh, B Tunes to do. I can't. What's his name again? JD. JD. Yeah. Okay. I I love his Instagram because he's always just bringing new toys home. God, he's, yeah, he is. <laughs> so <laughs> blows me away the stuff he brings home. He gets a lot of toys. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, I would I would like to get that many toys, but I can't, so I just live vicariously through, <laughs> through him. him you know? yep. Like it's like keep it up, B tuned. Yeah. So that's so cool though, man. And I encourage people to check out Brian's House of Waffles. Uh, if you just check him out on Instagram at the Erdman, you can find some of the posts there or on Facebook at Movie Planet. Where else, uh, Brian, should people be directed? Uh, I have my cartoons, like you said, on Instagram, um, mm -hmm. on Movie Planet, on Facebook. And Brian's House of Waffles also has a Facebook uh, uh, page. And um, that's got a good majority of the cartoons. And it's fun to see people react to them, especially from other countries, trying to interpret my <laughs> off-kilter humor. Uh, so reading the comments is, uh, is is a lot of fun. I don't get what these Taylor Swift pads are about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the was Jefferson Memorial. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson, who's Jefferson? You might have and to explain I, I have to this go, one to me. Yeah. George Jefferson. Are you familiar with Wheezy? No, no, I have good breathing. Okay, you know what? Never mind. It's just, <laughs> I'm just, just, quit just enjoy the image. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me on. This is this is a, a, a blast, and it's a blast every time. Exactly the same uh, coming over here, man. We love having you on the show. So much fun to talk with you, and it's definitely going to keep happening in the future. We're definitely going to have you back. So. Uh, again, everyone check out Brian's work and just thank you so much, Brian, for taking time to be here, especially when you're not even home. You're, you're, you're here in Ohio. Jack and Randy told me this right before we yeah. started. I was like, man, like how, I wonder how close he is. What if he was like in the building He's right next, next door? door. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can hear him talking. Actually. You just hear an echo. <laughs> <in the room>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, thank you so much for being here again, Brian. You bet. Looking forward to the next time. Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to www. I don't even know why I say that anymore. Go to Candare Podcast. You old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the World Wide Web. Candare. Get on your AOL. <laughs> yeah. Your Netscape. Go to CandarePodcast.com where you can check out show highlights. No, that's not even part of it. That's the wrong role I did. It's been two weeks. Yeah, those two weeks. A lot of rust builds up. Yeah. <laughs> Go to CandarePodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe, listen to the show, see some of our special guests, some YouTube videos, buy some merch, become a patron. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. And once again, if you want to show, uh, show some support to the show, many ways you can do it. That podcast, shit, 
that website Jack was just talking about, uh, candarepodcast.com, has a button for merch, a button for Patreon. Uh, two ways you can get stuff back for uh, giving us just a little bit of your money. Help us keep the lights on and shit like that. And uh, what else am I forgetting? What else am I forgetting? Evergreenpodcast.com. And if you have a spooky story, send it our way. Yes, please do. Please do. Halloween is racing down on us, people. We got to. It's spooky season. Yeah, I like I like to be preemptive. I like mm-hmm. to, you know. But anyway, is that it? Is that, is that an episode? It. That's an episode. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Brian Hardy. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. This has been a Candare production. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.